welcome to Shatterproof, and I am your host, Todd Callahan. We are in the middle of some of the craziest times in this nation's history. I tell you, it has been not just a test of all of our endurance with COVID, um, but it's been a great test of our ability to stand on the principles and the values and the morality that we carry as individuals. You know, especially even in the church world, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians six nineteen, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. So I want to talk for a, a little bit today uh, about the phrase, my body, my choice. This is a phrase that has been thrown around um, and used by um, by Democrats, by liberals, by many people who are on the left side of the political spectrum uh, for many, many years, except now it does not fit an agenda. Now it does not identify with political correctness, so it no longer applies in the eyes of many people in the culture. Um, you know, but I want to talk about the vaccines. I want to talk about the masks for a few minutes from from a, a an individual personal perspective and how I've had to engage with uh, the sphere that I'm connected to, what people have come to me about, uh, not just for spiritual guidance, but for, for guidance regarding the morality and the values that they hold dear. And understand there is absolutely no condemnation to those who've taken the vaccine, who've received it. Um, but for me personally, it has to come down to personal choice. It has to come down to the individual having a moment in their life where they have prayed about it, they've researched it, they've uh, received the counsel maybe that they've needed to make an informative decision to say, I'm going to take this vaccine. Um, but it should not be mandated. It should not be um, um, pushed onto people the way it is in our culture right now. Because truly, if the government cared about your health, they would eliminate things like high fructose corn syrup. They would get rid of BHT. They would get rid of red, yellow, blue dyes, things like that, and other um, additives and preservatives that you find in all your foods. They would eliminate all the all of the the the, the saturated fat and the the um, um, hydrogenized oils. They would get rid of all of that stuff and say these are the things that you should not be consuming in your body, so that you are healthy. And I'm sorry, but there's no healthcare provider. There's no um, uh, governmental source that's going to try to to influence me and make me think that a vaccine, a shot, is more healthy for my body in fighting off a virus than eating well and making sure I'm taking care of my body. So if the government truly cared about your health, let's be honest, they would be they would be, be trying to eliminate McDonald's. I know some of you are probably like, no, no, pastor, please. No, no, not McDonald's. They would be trying to eliminate McDonald's. They would be attempting to get rid of Burger King or Wendy's or make them change their menus or make them um, identify how their food is cooked and what's in their food specifically. And, and you can get those things online. But when you go to McDonald's, they don't hand you an ingredients um, um, sheet so you can see exactly what you are about to consume. They don't do that. So if it was about health, there would be other things like making sure that soda, which, which I call cancer juice, by the way, and, and you, you, know, you might be a big soda drinker, um, but understand that the high fructose corn syrup, the amount of sugar, the other things that are in the chemistry experiment that's bottled up and put on a shelf that your body consumes and then absorbs, 
Those are the things that are making you unhealthy. Your body has been built by God to fight off viruses based on how, it, how, how you, you treat your body, how you eat, what you're drinking, uh, the things that you are consuming. And I'm not saying that this virus isn't real. We know it is. Uh, you know, it, it seems to be a very bad flu with a different label, branded differently. And again, this is just my opinion based on my research and things that I've looked at. So when I look at vaccine mandates, what I see is a government that probably bought a bunch of vaccines, committed to Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, probably committed um, uh, maybe one more of one to the other than the other, but maybe all three of them are in the mix. I think the government has committed to purchase X amount of vaccines, and because many Americans either got the first vaccine and did not follow up with their second and additional vaccines— um, or didn't get the first one at all, the government now has no choice but to try to mandate them. In my opinion, the vaccines have not been tested enough. They've not been tried enough. We are already seeing all kinds of, of um, uh, ramifications of those who've taken the vaccine. We've see, we're seeing various side effects take place. Some people are okay. Some people are experiencing um, um, side effects that, that are difficult, and they're having to figure out how to work through that in their body. But it sounds like to me the government bought a bunch of vaccines, and nobody wants them. So now they have to mandate it. And now I hear today they're um, trying to, to push boosters and more boosters. And, and listen, it's all money making for big pharma, for a virus, for a virus. It's amazing how we go from, uh, I, I forget the number, but I want to say it was, it was over a million, uh, uh, um, several million uh, flu cases in 2019 to I believe I saw less than 10,000 cases in 2020. The numbers just don't add up. It just does not make sense. So to put these mask mandates on people and, and tell them no matter what your convictions are, no matter the violation that we are uh, attempting to, to uh, push upon you and make you violate your own value system and, and push you socially and try to manipulate you in the culture into taking this thing, we don't really care what you feel. We don't really care what your opinion on it is. You know, you hear everybody say, do the right thing. If I have one more person message me or comment on anything that says, as a pastor, I would think that you would do the right thing and, and encourage your congregation to get the vaccine. Encourage your congregation to encourage others to get the vaccine, to wear masks and, and make sure you're staying away from each other. Those are individual choices. If you feel as though you need to stay away from people, then by all means, please do. It's your body. It's your decision. However, your fear, my freedoms rather, do not end where your fear begins. So if you don't want to be around somebody, then it's your choice not to be around them. If you want to wear a mask where it clearly says on the outside of the box that it does not protect uh, against viruses and you still want to wear that mask, if we're really going along with the science, then you would think that you wouldn't wear a mask because at that point you'd be going against the science because the mask makers have already told you this does not protect you against COVID-19 and, and viruses. But yet we still wear them anyway. Well, not we, other people. I haven't worn a mask in a long time because I, I, it's my choice. It's my decision. I know I've taken care of my body. I know I'm doing everything that I can do to make sure I, I stay healthy and well. And those are individual decisions that I am making personally that my family is making personally. So if you want to try to uh, manipulate me and, and, and contort information to make me think 
that a, a, a biological, chemical, man-made compound that has been created and genetically modified in a laboratory to be injected in my arm is more healthy than me eating the right foods and drinking the right, the right things. If you want to tell me that is healthier, um, I want to tell you that you're insane. That, that makes absolutely no sense. I am not anti-vax. So please don't email me, don't message me and say, you know, pastor, why are you anti-vax? I'm not saying I'm anti-vax. I'm saying I'm, I'm against pushing this onto people, number one. And number two, in my opinion, this vaccine has not been tested long enough to even be put out to people. And we're giving this to our children now. Now we're telling our children, you need to have one dose. Now you need to have two doses. Let me tell you, you know, this is hitting, this is hitting our, our, um, our elementary, our middle schools, our high schools. And listen, I know parents are, are coming out and saying, you know, but they're violating HIPAA. They're violating HIPAA. Well, unfortunately, um, HIPAA and other laws don't protect you from those questions because HIPAA is a federal law that required the creation of, of national standards to protect um, um, sensitive patient health information from being disclosed without the patient's consent or without you and I knowing. So the only individuals and organizations uh, who fall within that privacy regulations and those privacy rules are healthcare providers, um, healthcare clearinghouses, uh, those that provide healthcare plans, and other uh, business associates of of those three. Uh, that means it's not it, it's not viable, and it's not applicable to questions from a business owner to a patron or from one to another. So people try to claim that they are protected from questions about their health and vaccines by the fourth. And Fifth Amendment. But the Fourth Amendment says, I'm going to read it to you, the right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue. But upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized by the government. That means business owners and other concerned individuals are not violating the fourth amendment when they ask someone to provide proof that they have been vaccinated because they're not the government. Now under HIPAA, under HIPAA, uh, when you, when you go to hhs.gov, it tells you, uh, you know, who must follow these laws, but then it also goes on to tell you who is not required to follow these laws, life insurers, employers, which means your boss, your company has the right to stipulate a vaccine mandate. They have the right, according to HIPAA, which we all throw out there and say they're violating HIPAA, but apparently they have the right to sit there and say, I need to know whether you've been vaccinated or not. Worker compensation carriers, schools and school districts, state agencies like child protective service agencies, most law enforcement agencies, many municipal offices, so government offices, they are all uh, able to get in and get information from you because HIPAA gives them the right to do so. So, uh, you know, we had to make a tough decision uh, as parents. We have four children. Uh, we, have, we have one that is, is older. She has her family. We have another one that's graduated from, from high school, and she's now um, in her LNA program working towards her, towards her nursing degree. And we have two uh, twin boys that are uh, in their junior year of high school. And they've been going to public school the last couple of years. So now we're at the place to where, as parents, we see an open door to the school district to say, you're going to have to wear a mask for an undisclosed amount of time. They don't know. They don't have an answer. 
First, they started off the school year by sending out emails and telling parents that it was only going to be 10 days. And then once 80% of the school was vaccinated, they were going to remove the mask mandate. Now we find out that it's an undisclosed time. We don't know how long it's going to be. So we've had to make a difficult decision. Now we homeschooled for, uh, I believe it was uh, right at eight years, um, a long time ago when, when our children were much younger. And we're back at that point again. We are now back at the point of taking the reins and, and putting those back in our hands and making sure we, number one, we, we know the education, uh, you know, with critical race theory being pushed with all kinds of indoctrination happening at the public school level. Um, it's not a bad time to consider getting your kids out of those indoctrination camps. So we are now back to the point of homeschooling our children. Our church has just created, um, um, it's been an incredible conversation. I've enjoyed uh, meeting people and connecting with people uh, who are desiring to homeschool their children. So we've just created uh, our Ignite Homeschool Academy, where we're going to be equipping and helping parents uh, have the right tools to make sure their children are successful at home so that they are set up for success and they can continue to go on and move forward in their education without the indoctrination of a public school system. And it's important that from elementary, middle, and high school, that we are protecting these rights of our children, that they are not indoctrinated by BLM, that they're not indoctrinated by critical race theory, that they are not indoctrinated by these teachers who get them in a classroom, shut the door, and then don't even do what they're supposed to do by teaching English or teaching science or teaching math. But they begin to hit these children and begin to attempt to indoctrinate them with all of these facets of culture that these teachers believe they should be indoctrinated with when they have absolutely no right to speak to our children and, and, and try to supersede the value system of, a parental, uh, of parental authority in the home. So now we see all of these mask mandates. We see vaccination mandates happening uh, in, school, in some schools now. And then you get to fall and winter sports, and now we're back to fall and winter sports having to be played with masks. Now, we just finished an entire baseball season. We played in the spring with no masks. We played in the summer with no masks. But for some reason, here comes fall, and now we're right back into the same situation. And everybody at the end of the school year last year, as baseball began to wind up, said, wait till fall rolls around. It's all going to come full circle. And here we are again. It's so predictable. The government is predictable. Your school boards, your school districts are predictable. Now we're going to have students sitting in classrooms all day, again, covered behind a mask, sitting there separated from their, from their peers. This is why most people are homeschooling. People don't trust governmental schools anymore. They do not trust the public school system. They don't trust the school boards because everybody has an agenda. Everyone has an agenda. If these public school systems do not do as the, the Department of Education in their states tell them to do, Understand there's most likely funding that's probably going to get cut or funding that's going to get reduced. So these school districts, these school boards, who are usually run by ultra libs, are pushing these ridiculous mandates onto the students and onto the parents. But you know what it's doing? It's going to backfire. Because the parents, like myself, who are saying, you're not going to mask my kid, you're not going to force my children to get vaccinations, we're going to pull our kids out and we're going to homeschool them. And if you live in a school district and you're paying school taxes, you can homeschool your children and they still get to play sports at the school. They still get to participate in things like driver's education. They still get to get their, their, their computers, their Chromebooks or their iPads, whatever's provided by the school. You still have the right to do that. So make sure 
because you're paying taxes in that school district, you still have access to certain areas outside of the classroom that, that can benefit and, and support your venture in homeschooling and the new mantle that you are, you are walking in. Because now we're looking at colleges and universities. Today I was, I was uh, going through Twitter and, and, and uh, Instagram and Facebook and, and um, uh, Candace Owens put out uh, an article talking about the university in Connecticut where now they are saying there will be no internet allowed. There will be no internet accessible to the unvaccinated. Now, how are they going to figure that out? I don't know. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm a tech guy. I love, I love technology, but I don't know about those kinds of things. How are you going to make sure you are cutting off the internet to someone who's unvaccinated? We're at that point in our culture now. And to be honest with you, I don't even know why we send our children to these crazy uh, public universities and colleges anyway. These guys are nothing but indoctrination camps. The, the, these professors, these, these liberal professors get in there and try to essentially brainwash and, and remove any kind of mor- morality and value system that parents have instilled in their children for all of these years that they've been at home. And now that they're out of the home, now that they're out of the, the direct oversight of their parents and they're sitting in a college classroom, now these professors go at them and try to get, get them to reshape their thinking to change their system of morality, to, to infect their value system. So now these colleges and universities are mandating get the vaccine or you don't get internet access. We've got workplaces mandating masks or losing their jobs. I can't tell you how many people I've had to pray with and how many people I've had to, to share with, to encourage and, and stay, you know, say to them, fight the good fight. I mean, if this is what you believe in, if you truly believe at your workplace that you want to work there, then fight the fight. If, if they're mandating that you get vaccinated or lose your job, go to HR. I've been passing out religious exemption letters like you wouldn't believe. People part of our iChurch family in different states, people a part of, of this house here in Vermont, all over the nation, people are looking for religious exemptions by, and wanting, wanting to take these letters and say, you know what, I have the right as the United States Constitution gives me a guarantee that these vaccines are violating my right to freedom of conscience. And because they're violating that right, I am exempted because of my faith. If you have not done that, if you've been pushed by your employer, if you work in a setting to where they, they are, uh, haven't even discussed religious exemption, and I hate to use the word religious because uh, that's got so many connotations to it, but if your faith has brought you to a place of conviction and you believe deep in your spirit that you are not to partake in this vaccination process, then you need to go to your pastor. You need to reach out to someone so that they can help you. If you've got a, a Christian attorney, somebody who can help you draft a religious exemption letter so you can take that to your employer and say, what you are trying to get me to do is in violation of my faith. It is in violation of my religious belief. You've got firmly held religious convictions against taking this vaccine, then you are exempt from taking that as it violates your right to freedom of conscience. That is guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. You have a legal right and you have a, a justified conviction of conscience against receiving these vaccines. So fight for it. Do not be a doormat. You know, it's, it's, it amazes me. I'm absolutely astounded. As you can tell, I'm a little fired up about this because, because it's such a hot press issue right now, but I'm astounded at, at how many Christians will just lay down and, and, and be like a doormat 
and allow their bosses and their managers and these CEOs of these businesses to just walk straight over them and say, I don't really care about your religious beliefs or your, your faith values. It doesn't matter. You have to take the vaccine or you're going to lose your job. Fight back. Fight back. Create a sound in that workplace that it's never been there before. Press your, your HR department. Make sure you are reflecting and representing your values and the godly morality that your creator put down deep within you. Get in the word. Get a, get a, get a preceding word on the decision that you need to make. You know, we think about New York City, and, and I, I, you know, I've been watching um, um, updates. I don't watch a ton of news. Um, I flip around from place to place from time to time just to get, get the pulse on what's happening. Um, but, you know, to sit there and watch Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, tell people you will not be able to uh, experience any of the great facets that New York City has to offer. The dining, the, the Broadway experiences, any of the indoor um, uh, things that New York City has to offer unless you are vaccinated. Well, I'm sure you probably share in the same sentiment I do. I don't care. I just won't go to New York City. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's great to go down there and walk around Times Square. It's great to eat at, at many of the, the incredible restaurants that, that uh, New York City has to offer. I've had the chance to be there many times, but at the same time, I'm not willing to put something in my body that's going to affect my body potentially for the rest of my life over momentary gratification and satisfaction. And, and what's probably going to happen is businesses are going to fail these, these, these restaurants and these businesses and Broadway and all these big production areas in New York City are going to suffer because of someone like Bill de Blasio in New York City putting these kinds of mandates in place. And I know there's just a handful of business owners in New York City that are, that are refusing to cooperate and they're pushing back. And I'm so grateful and I pray that God honors them for standing up for the morality that they carry in their business and in their operation. But these businesses are going to fail, and I can guarantee you, mark my, mark, mark my word right now, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, is going to blame the unvaccinated for the failure of these businesses because we didn't do what the government told us to do. Okay, well, de Blasio, if the Bible's telling me that my, Bible, my, my, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, whom I have from God, then I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit, who searches the depths of God, the Bible says, to reveal to me the convictions that I have about a thing. I don't need someone like Bill de Blasio, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, anybody in Congress to sit here and tell me what I need to do with my body. My, my wife and I need to sit down and pray about it. Our children need to sit down and pray about it. So do yours. And then we come to a consensus. We come to a conclusion based on the time we've spent before God when making decisions like this. So I want to encourage you, whatever you are experiencing right now in your home, in your workplace, uh, maybe in your children's school, uh, maybe you're listening to this and you're in college or you're in high school and you, you are trying to determine, you know, how to fight back. Do not sit in your chair at work. Do not sit at your desk at school and, and be quiet. Say something. Be, be a voice for the voiceless, because I can guarantee you there are people at your workplace, there are people at your school, there are people at your colleges and universities who are just waiting for you to stand up and take a stand on behalf of them. And they will join you. They will not sit silently. It takes a forerunner. It takes a leader to be able to say, this is the body that God gave me. And based on my convictions, based on the, the virtuous morality that I carry because of 
of, of this body that God's giving me and the discernment of the Holy Spirit, I'm not taking and participating in this vaccine experiment. You, that's exactly what you and I are. We are experiments because in the long run, no one knows what this is going to do 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. No one knows how this is going to affect uh, um, fertility for men and for women to be able to have children. No one knows what this is doing uh, to pregnant women. I, I couldn't believe when I, when I saw the study, uh, the, um, the, uh, the mandate come out the other day that said now pregnant women can, can receive the vaccine. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, yeah, this has not even been studied long enough in pregnant women to determine if there's going to be any damage done to, to the baby. But yet we're going to now tell women to be injected with this vaccine. And of course, there's a, there's a certain part of people who will say, you can't say women, you have to say pregnant people. Have you heard that one? I mean, this culture has just completely gone insane. But it's up to you and it's up to me to change the narrative. If we want to see a move of God, I mean, we are, we are pumped and primed. I don't know how much, how much better we could be prepared and, and positioned spiritually for, this, for a shaking in this nation. For everything that we're seeing happening around the world, right now, uh, Afghanistan is in a mess. America's in a mess. Our political system is in a mess. Our schools are upside down. It's, it's just chaos all over this nation. But we are pumped and primed spiritually for the greatest move of God that our nation has ever seen. And I believe that we're on the brink of it because if you and I take our rightful place and we become forerunners of a move of God in this nation, and we begin to praise, and we're beginning to worship, and we're getting before the throne room of God and seeking the face of God. There is nothing that can stand in the way of what God's about to do. And I believe we're about to have a sustained move of God. I don't believe this is going to be some big uh, blow-up revival, and then it dies down and goes away. The enemy, the en- what, what the enemy doesn't understand is, is all of this is making the body of Christ stronger. It's unifying the body of Christ. Our church grew during COVID in 2020. We've expanded. We're, we're looking at, at having to expand on our property because we've grown so much and God's blessed this house because of the stance that we've took um, um, virtually in the physical and in the spiritual. We have not moved off of the word of God. We've held steadfast. And I, I'm in a group, um, text messaging group with, with uh, uh, pastors all over this nation and, and, and uh, great men and women of God who are influential all over this nation. And I'm so grateful that uh, Charlie Kirk with Turning Point USA connected me with these individuals and to see what God is doing all over the nation. And sometimes it looks like it's behind the scenes, but I can tell you right now, from coast to coast and border to border, there is a move of God happening, happening in our churches, there is there, uh, there there's a rising up in our colleges and our universities and our school systems. And I appreciate parents of faith who are going to these colleges, who are going to these uh, school districts, and they are sitting in these meetings. And if you've got students in middle school, high school, elementary, go sit at these school board meetings. Press them. Make them give you answers to your questions. Don't let them blow you off. Press them. Go in the right spirit with a right heart, but do not be a doormat just because you're a Christian. This expectation that the church has to roll over and just do what the government's telling you to do, to do what your school districts are telling you to do, to do what the CEOs at your businesses are telling you to do, that is not right. Be like Jesus. Go in the the temple and flip some tables over with the right spirit. Obviously, I'm speaking metaphorically. You don't need to go into your office and flip your office desk over. That may be something you want to do at a different time, but, but don't do it because, you know, uh, because of COVID or because of these vaccinations. Go and press them and make sure they understand the convictions that you carry 
Make sure they understand the morality clauses that you have built in the very fabric of your identity and say, this is who I am and you are not going to make me uh, supersede the value system that I have in my life. It may cost you your job. It may cost you your job. But I can tell you that, that God always honors the obedient. God always honors those who stand upon their word and who are obedient to follow after him. So you know what? New York City can do what they want to do. Your workplace can do what they need to do. These public school systems can do what they want to do. Our colleges and universities, they can try to influence our young people uh, as much as they can. But you and I have the discernment of the Holy Spirit deep within us. And if that conviction has been brought to you, then hold steadfast on that and don't move. Make sure you're taking care of your body. Make sure you are encouraging yourself in body, mind, and spirit. Make sure you are supporting one another in your family. Make sure you stand steadfast and you are not persuaded by what is happening culturally and politically. Because you have the ability to create a shift in this nation. If you hold steadfast to the spirit of God within you and to the convictions that God has placed deep within you, you can change this nation. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing the best is yet to come. As a matter of fact, I know it is. I stand with you. I can't wait to get together with you again on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on this incredible episode of Shatterproof, My Body, My Choice. If you would like to connect with us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at IgniteChurchVT or my personal Instagram, Pastor Todd Callahan. You can find us on Facebook at Ignite Church VT on Twitter and our website, ignitechurchvt.com, also on YouTube. We would love to connect with you. If you would like to financially support this podcast, Shatterproof, you can download our app on your Google Play Store or in your App Store under Ignite Church VT, or you can go straight to our website, ignitechurchvt.com, and so there. We thank you so much for your love, for your support, and together we are changing and illuminating the world.